Off the Hook, airing on OffTheHookSports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off the Hook podcast at OffTheHookSports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off the Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. Here he is, Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. Know more about football than your friends. And I encourage you to hit that subscribe button right now. Click that like button right now so we can bring you more from Chris and bring you more from current balls like Jacob Warren and Cooper Mays. Amanda LaFrada is my sassy co-host in the morning, so we want to encourage you to go ahead and click subscribe and you'll get all of that. He's Chris Landry. Not as sassy, maybe. (laughs) Chris. I hope you're having a fantastic morning. We're almost there. It's almost time for football. And here we are at the point where we're, we know uh, prospects, parents, and at some point grandparents. And the guy that I wanted to ask you, Jordan Matthews, who is considering Tennessee, get more into his recruitment. You got a pretty good working knowledge of Jordan Matthews. Yes, dad, Rashawn, played outside backer at LSU. Um in the late nineties. Um, and he actually transferred to Southern played a little pro ball as well. Um, his sons really get a little smaller, but more athletic, um, impressive guy can really run, um, uh, long guys that can run and cover are certainly coveted. And, uh, he is as well. And it's interesting as his recruitment is kind of coming to an end and, uh, we think we know where he's going and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. You never know. True. He announced he will announce his decision on August the 15th, according to his Twitter and Instagram page. And this has kind of become the thing. This is the way we announce things. But he has the three schools listed as uh, Texas and uh, Tennessee. Now, he's out of Baton Rouge, but he's uh, Texas and Tennessee are the two schools, along with Michigan, that are listed in the. I call it a placard. Amanda gets mad at me. It's a video overlay. Um, so this graphic, whatever you want to call it, do you think it's pretty accurate as far as is he looking at each school equally or do you feel like there's a lean there? Oh, I th- I think it's like a 90% chance he's going to Texas. I, I think it's, you know, I'd be to the point where, and again, shock is in this, in this context shouldn't be taken, but I, I think there's probably, I mean, not, you know, maybe it's 80, 85. I, I think there's maybe no more than, say, 15, 20% chance he goes somewhere other than Texas. That's been the feeling all along. Um, there's still some talk with LSU, but, you know, Tennessee, Michigan, you know, uh, you know, you've even here Alabama, Arkansas, Stanford. But I, I would put in no particular order, you know, 15, 20% chance, all the others. And, you know, let's call it 80, 85% Texas. That's kind of how I see it. That's kind of how at least, well, that's how the the coaches that I talk to see it. I haven't talked to the young man, but the coaches around the country, uh, they all feel it's it's a done deal for Texas. But as we know, it's never a done deal until it's a done deal. And even – then until it's signed, it's not a done deal. And now after it's signed, it may not be a done deal because it may transfer. But uh, I, I don't want to get into that. I'm curious. But but that's it sounds like Texas, Texas, Texas is 
is what it's sounding like. So we know that Texas has benefited from bringing in, I don't know, some guy named Arch Manning. He has a last name that may ring true with a lot of prospects and a lot of guys that like football. So I know there's a boost there. But if you can, and this is difficult to do because it's all intertwined, but if you can kind of set that aside and look at Texas and Oklahoma, because it's just over a year now since it was announced they would be coming to the SEC. How has that announcement and that pending move affected their recruitment, if at all, in, in your opinion? Oh, I think it's affected it a lot. I mean, that's the reason why A&M kind of made their, you know, I know it's now it's, first of all, NIL is huge. But that's that's a let's put that aside for a second. Going to the SEC is would make Texas A&M recruit on a different level. And you can say, well, they brought in Jim. Well, brought in Jimbo because he's recruiting to the SEC. That is huge. It's huge. It's it's separated Texas A&M from Texas from a football standpoint because they could sell something. You could play in the best conference in the country that Texas could not do. Well, you know, it's, and, it's funny you say that, and not to interrupt, Chris, but if I would have told you 10 years ago that A&M would have been comparable or a better program than Texas, you would have called me insane, right? Well, not insane, but it was just – it wasn't that way. Mac had, you know, had been young, and they won a national title, and was it 10 years ago? I mean, played for another. I mean, no, they weren't, they weren't the same. But they're both in the Big 12. Texas was running things, so Texas A&M – you know, along with Nebraska, who said, "Hey, we're we're t- in Colorado. We're tired of dealing with the Texas. They get this and that, and do their own deals in the Big Twelve. Well, again, they got away from Texas, which they wanted to, um, and they got into where they could sell the SEC, where Texas could not. It's huge difference. It's the biggest difference now." the whole they're getting away from Texas. That's why they were not happy with Texas coming in. I know it was a unanimous vote, but that was like uh, the SEC office saying, you're going to vote and make this unanimous. Trust me. Um, We will submit the vote for you if we need to. Uh, Now this puts Texas on a different, well, Texas can begin to start recruiting as if, look, we're going into the SEC. Um, And now I'll throw this one. Getting Arch Manning has made a difference. Right now, Texas is kicking butt in recruiting. They are really doing a great job. And a lot of it was the Arch Manning, you know, I think it had a I think it had most everything to do with getting Jordan Matthews leaning to Texas. And I think we talk a lot about it. A lot's been talked about Texas AM's NIL deal. Uh Texas's NIL deal is every, the coffers are every bit as deep, Dave, and they're being filled up just as much. Texas is going to be a player, you know. I mean, they should be a player, but they're they're going because now they can sell the SEC, and with the NIL money, you know, if they're not a player, they're really or got the wrong guy in there. And and look, they've had the wrong guys there before, and we'll see if Sark is the guy, but. I got to tell you that they're doing things on recruiting that hasn't been done in a while. Give credit to Sark, but get credit to NIL. And Sark's able to get Arch Manning and what that means. And we don't know how great Arch is going to be. I think he'll be very good. But he is having an impact on recruiting because he is heavily recruiting and working guys. And, you know, getting this kid with the Louisiana ties has a lot to do with it. Yeah, it does. If 
if I put you on the spot today, because we've talked about whether or not Nick Saban is retiring, and eventually he will, either this year, next year, or some year. But who are the group of teams that you think gobble up some some championships? I'm not talking about a run like Nick Saban, Alabama. Okay, right. so I'm not even going there. But somebody's going to have to win those championships when he leaves. So obviously, there's Georgia. They're in position, right? Mm-hmm. So let's take them as a given. If I pinned you down and said, given what they have right now, if Nick Saban walks away in the foreseeable future, who are the programs that are truly competing with Georgia for national titles? Because based off what you just said about Texas, may not be this roster this year, but it makes me wonder if they're going to be the ones, one of the ones knocking on the door year in and year out. Interesting question because I think we're headed um, towards not having divisions. People ask me all the time, "Well, what division?" Ta-? I don't think we're going. I don't think we're. I don't think that's where we're headed. I, so we got to. I think, and we discuss this in terms of divisions. I think when they announce it, I think that's what they're going to do. We're going to have to start phrasing it just like you did, because I would say right now, Georgia. If I was in the East, if I were Tennessee and Florida, I, I wouldn't be real encouraged because Georgia is, is you know, on a par with Alabama right now, and Kirby Smart ain't going anywhere. You know, I mean, you know, God, God willing, nothing tragic happens. With at least in the West, you can see the end that you know. Okay, you can start picking every year. Say this is going to be Nick's last year. You might be saying that for another three more years, but. I think if you're Texas, I think if you're Texas A&M, I think if you're LSU, you're all in a mix. But when we start, so let's just take the whole league now. I think it becomes interesting. Now, I don't think Georgia is going to be quite as dominant, as you said, like Alabama. But they're still got a head start. They're, they're, they're in real good position, and they've got the, the best future. They've got a great coach that recruits like Alabama – that coaches, that has facility staff. And, oh, by the way, their coach is a Georgia guy, and I don't think you could ever get him away from that school. You know what I mean? And he's young. So, again, God willing health, he, he, he could be a rare, rare situation where, you know, you're not like he's going to leave Georgia to go to Alabama to replace Nick Saban. He's not. It's right. Georgia's his school. So I think that – I think it's open beyond that. Uh, I, it's hard to, to, to put Alabama, uh, to, to know where to put Alabama post Nick Saban. Cause I don't know who's going to be there, but, um, and, and for that matter, I don't know who's going to be at these other schools in some of these cases. But if I was looking at it now, I would say that A&M is certainly recruiting at that elite level. Texas is not there yet. I think LSU and A&M, um, I think that, uh, you know, Florida has that potential. I think Tennessee can be good, but I, but I think it, you know, we've talked about this in, in other forums on, even on your daily show is who's going to be able to match NIL money and facilities. That's going to be, that's, what's going to be interesting to see in this NIL. So is Tennessee going to have an NIL, a collective that's going to be one or two in the sec or three? Well, you know what, then they got the potential to be there. Florida is trying to build a collective that, that, that is comparable. I think we have to follow the money 
as we always do in in life. I think we're going to have to see that because you know that Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, um, Alabama, LSU, Auburn have all won big on a national level at times. A&M could get there. Texas could get there. Oklahoma could get there. And you had a whole lot of people that can, but exactly examining the football part of it's pretty easy, but let's follow the NIL money because that's going to determine how well you do it. Having the NIL money doesn't guarantee you that you're going to win. No. It guarantees you that you've got a chance. If you don't have the, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that South Carolina or Ole Miss or Mississippi state is going to make a run. They're not. It's the schools that I mentioned. All of them can't be top three. Well, which who going to be in the top three, Chris? Well, tell me which one has the most money when this NIL continues to roll. That's going to be your answer. Chris Landry brought to you by Craft Treats. Some of those coaches could use some Craft Treats. They have the minor cannabinoids in the CBD that will make your pet slash coach a little bit more relaxed when he thinks about the NIL money that he's going against. And it's great for pets and situational anxiety, car ride anxiety. They've got it all right there at Craft Treats. So click on the link, make your pet and wallet happy because Craft Treats is there for you and your pet. For Chris Landry, I'm Dave Hooker. This is a presentation of Off the Hook Sports.